Hello and welcome again to Not Just a Raindow Podcast. Today, Catherine is as usual with you and we are going deep into the next uncovered topic. I hope you enjoy my project and please, share my podcast with your friends. It will help me to discover new topics about LGBTQ plus society. Okay. Let's start. It was 49 years ago today that the LGBTQ plus movement started with the Stonewall Riot. The Stonewall Inn, a dim and crowded bar in NYC, served as a sanctuary for those on the outskirts of society. Transgender and gender nonconforming people came to Stonewall to be able to live without judgment, they were often turned away from both straight and gay bars. Stonewall became a haven for these folks, as well as the hundreds of homeless LGBTQ youth in New York City, and allowed them to find a place to feel safe and welcome. In the 60s, individuals from all over the USA who identified as LGBTQ were flocking to New York City, many with nothing but the clothes on their back. A few had been disowned by their families for their gender expression and sexuality, while others were seeking the opportunity to be their true selves in a bustling metropolis. Some were able to start a new, more comfortable life, but numerous were left to beg for the needed $3 to enter the Stonewall Bar. There, they could be free to drink, dance and bask in the company of others like them, something that the outside world would never allow them to do. Stonewall and other queer establishments served as a safe haven, a home away from home, for their patrons. Prior to the Stonewall Uprising, a number of gay bars and clubs in Greenwich Village were subject to raids or forced closures. Relations between the LGBTQ community and police were virtually non-existent and extremely hostile if they occurred at all. On the morning of June 28, 1969, nine police officers suddenly invaded the Stonewall Inn, attempting to apprehend anyone not wearing a minimum of three articles of clothing which would be considered gender-appropriate by them. Tired of being treated as outcasts and of having to live in the shadows, the patrons of the Stonewall Inn decided to take a stand and fight back against the oppressive police forces. Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, both transgender women, spearheaded the charge. In David Carter's book, Stonewall, a witness recalled seeing Marsha at the center of the action, shouting and hollering and chucking stones. Witnesses acknowledge Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera as the leaders of the uprising. Sylvia, herself, declared that the event was spearheaded by the street queens of that time, which included Marsha P. Johnson and other, now absent, members. For five days, the intersection of 7th Avenue South and Christopher Street became the rallying point for LGBTQ individuals to voice their grievances against police brutality. This historic action did not initiate the gay rights movement, but it certainly sparked a new chapter in LGBTQ activism. In the wake of this protest, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera launched Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, STAR, the following year, a project that provided shelter and sustenance for homeless LGBTQ youth. Sylvia attested that STAR was intended to offer assistance to those living on the streets, the gay community, and any other person in need of help. The very first Star House opened up in 1970, in a trailer located in a parking lot in New York City. Eventually, Marsha and Sylvia achieved their goal of establishing a lasting home for Star at 213 Second Avenue. This location became the Star House and proudly served as the first LGBT youth shelter in North America, and the first organization in the U.S. to be headed by transgender women of color. 
Despite the improvements in society, black transgender women are still facing profiling, abuse, and unjustified arrests from police departments across the U.S. As reported in the 2015 survey from the National Center for Transgender Equality, a shocking almost one in five black transgender women have reported physical or sexual mistreatment from a police officer. Even more concerning, one in three black transgender women feel that the police presume they are engaging in prostitution simply for being present in public. The mistreatment of black people, black cisgender women, and black transgender women is an outcome of a prejudiced society that renders them second-class citizens. This kind of atmosphere is not conducive to either activists or police officers, thus making it unsustainable. Annually, advocates are compelled to count the amount of transgender women of color who have been killed. Right now, activists in Jacksonville, Florida are warning of the three transgender women who have been slaughtered in the past six months alone. In Jacksonville, as with numerous other cities in the U.S., the relationship between the transgender community and law enforcement is extremely tense, making it even more difficult for those in need of assistance and safety. Almost five decades after the Stonewall demonstration that was spearheaded by transgender women of color such as Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson, we must take a moment to reflect on the progress we have made as a society but also recognize the work that still needs to be done. I hope you really like my podcast. Don't hesitate to share not just a rainbow with your friends and ask them to subscribe. I love you all. See you. Bye-bye.